0: Chapter 5 of Planet of the Damned by Harry Harrison. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 Dis, Igel said, consulting a thick file. Third planet out from its primary, Epsilon Iridani. The fourth planet is Nijard. Remember that because it's going to be very important. This is a place you need a good reason to visit, and no reason at all to leave. Too hot, too dry, the temperature in the temperate zones rarely drops below a 100 Fahrenheit. The planet is nothing but scorched rock and burning sand. Most of the water is underground and normally inaccessible. The surface water is all in the form of briny, chemically saturated swamps, Undrinkable without extensive processing All the facts and figures are here in the folder and you can study them later right now I want you just to get the idea that this planet is as loathsome and inhospitable as they come so are the people This is a solido of a disson. Leah gasped at the three-dimensional representation on the screen not at the physical aspects of the man As a biologist trained in the specialty of alien life, she had seen a lot stranger sights. It was the man's pose, the expression on his face. Tensed to leap, his lips drawn back to show all of his teeth. "'He looks as if he wanted to kill the photographer,' she said. "'He almost did, just after the picture was taken.' Like all Disans, he has an overwhelming hatred and loathing of offworlders. Not without good reason, though. His planet was settled completely by chance during the breakdown. I'm not sure of the details, but the overall picture is clear, since the story of their desertion forms the basis of all the myths and animistic religions on Dis. Apparently, there were large-scale mining operations carried on there once the world is rich enough in minerals and mining them is very simple but water came only from expensive extraction processes and i imagine most of the food came from off-world which was good enough until the settlement was forgotten the way a lot of other planets were during the breakdown all the records were destroyed in the fighting and the ore carriers were pressed into military service this was on its own What happened to the people there is a tribute to the adaptation possibilities of homo sapiens individuals died usually in enormous pain but the race lived changed a good deal but still human as the water and food ran out and the extraction machinery broke down they must have made heroic efforts to survive they couldn't do it mechanically but by the time the last machine collapsed enough people were adjusted to the environment to keep the race going their descendants are still there completely adapted to the environment their body temperatures are around 130 degrees they have specialized tissue in the gluteal area for storing water these are minor changes compared to the major ones they have done in fitting themselves for this planet i don't know the exact details but the reports are very enthusiastic about symbiotic relationships they assure us that this is the first time homo sapiens has been an active part of either commensalism or inquilinism other than in the role of host wonderful Leah exclaimed is it I scowled perhaps from the abstract scientific point of view If you can keep notes, perhaps you might write a book about it sometime. But I'm not interested. I'm sure all these morphological changes and disgusting intimacies will fascinate you, Dr. Maurice. But while you are counting blood types and admiring your thermometers, I hope you will be able to devote a little time to a study of the Disson's obnoxious personalities. We must either find out what makes these people tick or we are going to have to stand by and watch the whole lot blow up going to do what leah gasped destroy them wipe out this fascinating genetic pool why because they are so incredibly loathsome that's why Igel said these aboriginal hotheads have managed to lay their hands on some primitive cobalt bombs they want to light the fuse and drop these bombs on Nijord, the next planet. Nothing said or done can convince them differently. They demand unconditional surrender or else. This is impossible for a lot of reasons. Most important, because the Nijords would like to keep their planet for their very own. They have tried every kind of compromise, but none of them works. The Dissen's are out to commit racial suicide. A Nijord fleet is now over Dis, and the deadline has almost expired for the surrender of the cobalt bombs. The Nijord ships carry enough H-bombs to turn the entire planet into an atomic pile. That is what we must stop. Brian looked at the Solido on the screen, trying to make some judgment of the man. Bare, horny feet, a bulky, ragged length of cloth around the waist was the only garment. What looked like a piece of green vine was hooked over one shoulder. From a plaited belt were suspended a number of odd devices made of hand-beaten metal, drilled stone, and looped leather. The only recognizable item was a thin knife of unusual design. Loops of piping, flared bells, carved stones tied in senseless patterns of thonging gave the rest of the collection a bizarre appearance. Perhaps they had some religious significance, but the well-worn and handled look of most of them gave Brian an uneasy sensation. If they were used, what in the universe could they be used for? "'I can't believe it,' he finally concluded." Except for the exotic hardware, this lowbrow looks as if he had sunk back into the Stone Age. I don't see how his kind can be any real threat to another planet. The Nijorders believe it, and that's good enough for me. Eicholtz said, "They are paying our Cultural Relationships Foundation a good sum to try and prevent this war, since they are our employers. We must do as they ask." brian ignored this large lie since it was obviously designed as an explanation for leah but he made a mental note to query Igel later about the real situation here are the tech reports Igel dropped them on the table dis has some spacers as well as the cobalt bombs though these aren't a real threat a tramp trader was picked up leaving dis It had delivered a jump space launcher that can drop those bombs on Nyjord while anchored to the bedrock of Dis. While essentially a peaceful and happy people, the Nyjorders were justifiably annoyed at this, and convinced the tramp's captain to give them some more information. It's all here. Borrowed down, it gives a minimum deadline by which time the launcher can be set up and start throwing bombs. "'When is that deadline?' Leah asked. In ten more days. If the situation hasn't changed drastically by then, the Nige orders are going to wipe all life from the face of Dis. I assure you, they don't want to do it, but they will drop the bombs in order to assure their own survival. What am I supposed to do? Leah asked, flipping the pages of the report. I don't know a thing about nucleonics or jump space. I'm an exobiologist with a supplementary degree in anthropology. What help could I possibly be? Igel looked down at her, stroking his jaw, fingers sunk deep into the rolls of flesh. My faith in our recruiters is restored, he said. That's a combination that is probably rare, even on Earth. You're as scrawny as an underfed chicken but young enough to survive if we keep a close eye on you. He cut off Leah's angry protest with a raised hand. No more bickering. There isn't time. The Nigerers must have lost over 30 agents trying to find the bombs. Our Foundation has had six people killed, including my late predecessor in charge of the project. He was a good man, but I think he went at this problem the wrong way. I think it is a cultural one, not a physical one. Run it through again, with a power turned up, Leah said, frowning. All I hear is static. It's the old problem of Genesis. Like Newton and the falling apple, Levy and the hysteresis in the warp field, everything has a beginning. If we can find out why these people are so hell-bent on suicide, We might be able to change the reasons. Not that I intend to stop looking for the bombs or the Jump Space Generator, either. We are going to try anything that will avert this planetary murder." "'You're a lot brighter than you look,' Leah said, rising and carefully stacking the sheets of the report. You can count on me for complete cooperation.' "'Now I'll study all this in bed if one of you overweight gentlemen "'will show me to a room with a strong lock on the inside of the door. "'Don't call me. I'll call you when I want breakfast.' "'Brian wasn't sure how much of her barbed speech was humor "'and how much was serious, so he said nothing. "'He showed her to an empty cabin. She did lock the door. "'Then looked for Igel. The winner was in the galley, adding to his girth with an immense gelatin dessert that filled a good-sized tureen. "'Is she short for a native Terran?' Brian asked. "'The top of her head is below my chin.' "'That's the norm. Earth is a reservoir of tired genes. Weak backs, vermiform appendices, bad eyes. If they didn't have the universities and the trained people we need, I would never use them.' Why did you lie to her about the Foundation? Because it's a secret, isn't that reason enough? Igel rumbled angrily, scraping the last dregs from the bowl. Better eat something, build up the strength. The Foundation has to maintain its undercover status if it is going to accomplish anything. If she returns to Earth after this, it's better that she should know nothing of our real work. If she joins up, There'll be time enough to tell her. But I doubt if she will like the way we operate. Particularly since I plan to drop some H-bombs on Dis myself if we can't turn off the war. I don't believe it. You heard me correctly. Don't bulge your eyes and look moronic. As a last resort, I'll drop the bombs myself rather than let the Nightjordas do it. That might save them. Save them? They'd all be radiated and dead, Brian's voice rose in anger. Not the Dissons. I want to save the Nijarders. Stop clenching your fists and sit down and have some of this cake. It's delicious. The Nijarders are all that counts here. They have a planet blessed by the laws of chance. When Dis was cut off from outside contact, The survivors turned into a gang of swamp-crawling homicidals. It did the opposite for Nyjord. You can survive there just by pulling fruit off a tree. The population was small, educated, intelligent. Instead of sinking into an eternal siesta, they matured into a vitally different society. Not mechanical, they weren't even using the wheel when they were rediscovered. They became sort of cultural specialists. Digging deep into the philosophical aspects of interrelationship, the thing that machine societies never had time for. Of course, this was ready made for the Cultural Relationships Foundation, and we have been working with them ever since. Not guiding so much as protecting them from any blows that might destroy this growing idea. But we've fallen down on the job. Nonviolence is essential to these people. They have vitality without needing destruction But if they are forced to blow up discs for their own survival against every one of their basic tenets Their philosophy won't endure Physically they'll live on as just one more dog-eat-dog planet with an a bomb for any of the competition who drop behind Sounds like paradise now Don't be smug It's just another world full of people with the same old likes dislikes and hatreds But they are evolving a way of living together without violence that may someday form the key to mankind's survival They are worth looking after Now get below and study your dissin and read the reports get it all Pat before we land End of chapter 5